boys. We're due for a fucking silly one today. We got a silly one in order. Are you saying silly because that's going to be the way a lot of the people in the story are going to refer to it? Or do you actually feel that this is, in fact, super silly? No, yeah. it is. It is super silly. It's vi- but it's actually very serious for the people involved. I was just gonna say I don't. I think that if somebody from the heist would listen to this, they would be very offended that it's silly. Not someone from the heist, but one of the um, <laughs> yeah, the guy who like did ten years in prison. He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah there was uh-huh, that silly prison. Heist. That prison rape was real silly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm, it's not so silly now. As he's sharpening his shank. <laughs> As he's as he's sharpening his maple syrup spoon, I think. Yes, I, I think what spoon, would be what? what no, I don't fucking ladle, know. Um, ladle. Yeah, yeah. You just pour it out. There's no there. There's. I don't know if anyone's ever used a utensil to. to I saw a woman uh, in the documentary that is uh, one of our sources for today. Um, drink um, the un like unboiled syrup, so it's just the sap. I saw her drink it. Yeah, that's okay. All now right. this is these. It's safe to assume that these people don't just. Um, put this stuff on their pancakes because that would go to say that they eat pancakes every day. They find some way, shape, or form to ingest um, uh, uh, maple syrup as much yeah. as possible in as many ways as possible. And I don't know if that's because they're just trying to build up their industry. Um, but uh, what I want to say, though, if you're doing or if you're trying to uh, impersonate one of the characters in this story, you must do as best as you can the French Canadian accent, yeah, French yeah. because Canadian. because these people are as French Canadian as fuck. Um, it, I love the accents more than anything else, and I'm, it makes me almost want to learn French yeah. because of it, but not, but also at the same time, not really. And the names, also silly. Well, they are very silly names, and there's some of them I'm I'm impressed when listening to the French Canadians. I'm like, how the fuck does that even become that name? Like, yeah, you'd be like, oh, it's it's got to be like Richard Valerius or whatever, but then it's Richard Villon. Well, so that's the thing is that I feel like as we go along, this is just going to sound more and more like a uh, more and more like a Dr. Seuss book. Yeah, or like, like you can make a Dr. Seuss little book out of this. Yeah, something like that. It's um. The, let's let's put it this way: for as silly as these names sound, and for as silly as this story may get, we are not talking about silly money. No, um, this is not. We're not. This is not small at all. And um, it this makes is big time crime. And I, I, as I was going down the rabbit hole a little bit on this, oh one, that's shit, that's the name of the goddamn show. Oh, um, it. I started getting this little fire rumbling inside me that I I think I might wanna. At a certain point, maybe get into the maple syrup game because apparently New York maples yeah. are some of the best maples. Okay. And outside of New Hampshire and Vermont, where like maple syrup is very popular in the United States, um, or like where it's popularly made, New York is like skyrocketing yeah. recently. So um, we might have to tap into this market. Maple yeah. syrup stonks going way up. Dude, it, dude, dude, it's worth more than fucking crude oil. So <laughs> do you have, do you have like, like, uh, maple, I, I have do, figures. Do you have maple syrup, uh, uh, maple syrup farmers or uh, cultivators uh, banding together like OPEC, like like the oil, like like, that the, is, like Matt, the petroleum. I you know what? We're I, actually I just going keep to. You right there. I am going to intro the show right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, welcome, you know welcome to the rabbit hole, everybody. I didn't, I didn't realize it was that Holy obvious. Shit. So we should really get into this. <laughs> Holy shit! 
<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to this week's episode of The Rabbit Hole. My name is Tim, joined as always by John. Yo, yo. And I'm looking to my left, Matt Brenner, everybody. What up? I'm blowing the lid off. Or I'm sorry, <laughs> my, my, my intro should be more of like... Uh, Bonsoir yeah. or uh, a I don't even know how the fucking <laughs> you're, you're already failing at yeah. the French Canadian accent. No, it's, yeah, I, I need I don't know enough Canadians. I guess. All right, I don't either. Matt, y- y- your fucking goof is literally the plot of yeah. this episode. Yeah, you're not yeah. even joking. It's uh, or you, know, you understand socialism well, a lot better than you realize. <laughs> well, no, I mean I took like uh like a big like world geography course in uh in. In college, and, and it was one of those things where, like, I don't really know exactly what we covered, but we covered, like, these different, like, uh, topics, and OPEC was one of them, so it just, it sounds, like, it sounds like, if once you said crude oil, I mean, that was really the only thing that drew it, drew me to it, but I was like, hmm, well, like, if it is that valuable, and I'm pretty sure not everybody can produce this, like, I've never met a maple syrup farmer in my life, so I'd imagine that they're probably far and few between, and that if you are one, that... That maybe you have a lot of power, just, or this Matt, is just an un- just there's, pl- there's an underbelly, there's a secret underbelly to this that we don't know. <laughs> there like, is, well, yeah. no, there is. Yeah, let's, let's yeah. just put it this way: this only makes me wonder how many other niche um, underbellies there are. Yeah. Like, I want to, I want to exploit the peanut butter um, industry. <laughs> I want to exploit the jelly industry. I want to exploit the coalition between those two industries to make a sandwich. Yes. You know what I mean? This a like, years long war every, finally settled e- in the truce. Every food group needs to be exploited at this point because if you can't trust the way in which maple syrup's made, you can't trust any of it. Well, remember when um, Nick Pizzolatto was writing True Detective season two? Like as a joke, he was. They were you like, mean, "Oh, what season two? You mean in a porta potty?" <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, it, people were reporters were asking him like, "Oh, what is season two going to be about?" And he was like, uh, f- fucking the occult workings of mass transportation. And he was like, all right, fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I, I, that was, it's just a weird area to be exploited. Sense. But to be completely honest with you, the maple industry, the maple syrup industry, far more exciting than the, the, um, the mass transit, mass mass transit, transit industry. Yeah. Now, Matt, you didn't do any research on this topic. Zero. Going in, right? Zero. So, so, so I think I'm, I'm batting a thousand right you now. You are batting fucking stellar guy. Like yeah. I said, you're just it, it's a way more obvious of a thing than one would have realized. Yeah. I mean, I don't really think it is though because I've never thought about it until 2 minutes ago. So, so. today we're going to be talking about one of the most infamous and subsequently one of the silliest crimes of the 21st century. Of course, we're talking about the great Canadian maple syrup heist. Tim's going to get a sued for slander just for calling it silly because of how serious <laughs> these people take it. <laughs> and how serious the like syrup and like maple syrup in general is taken. So, um yeah. Yeah. So, our story starts off with the formation of one of the most famous cartels in North America. Now, there's going to be a lot of French in this episode. There's going to be a lot of French in this episode, so apologies for my absolute dog shit fr- like French accent, but the Fédération des Producteurs Astéricoles de Quebec, which, for our non-French speak- uh, non-French-speaking listeners, means the Federation of Quebec Maple Syrup Producers. Yep. So, Matt, when you're talking about OPEC... Uh, this is them, baby. This is, it's, this is the OPEC of maple headed, syrup. Headed up by Aunt Jemima herself. Maple that, syrup brings out the worst in Quebec. Yeah, and it, like I said, it's a very eye-opening topic because it makes you think about all these other industries or, like, potential... conflict areas like um that people are fighting over like i like i know for a fact that the most expensive liquid per you know 
per ounce or per weight, like the smallest amount of weight is ink. So like that's why like an ink cartridge can be a lot of money. Yeah. Like it, it, it and it's so fucking expensive. So like if this is what maple syrup is like and what oil companies are like with over their products, what is the ink industry like? Mm-hmm. And I think we should get into that one episode. Do you think that um I had a thought and I was I wanted to go with it. Do you think that um maple syrup uh um that like are they they're cutthroat, right? Like, like they. I, I, we're it gonna, gets very okay. cutthroat. They're literally referred yeah. to as the mafia. So Ooh, you'll you'll see. I'm yeah. sure Tim will I mean, get into it. So th- there's some stuff I didn't write about, but as I see fit, I'll kind of sprinkle in some yeah, pepper and, and some more details. And if and I'll make I'll, I'll, I'll make sure yeah. I'll make sure that you don't touch on it. But there are definitely some things that um like these facts and figures that get called out that totally yeah. make you a little shook to who this federation of yeah maple people are and speaking of the federation the federation was founded in 1966 when a group of uh, quebec's local maple syrup producers wanted to transform their humble hustle into a thriving industry the local syrup producers wanted some security when it came to their syrup which there was not much of earnings would go up and down from year to year depending on the quality and quantity of the syrup yield another reason for this desire to form a single entity of producers was that quebec accounts for a majority of the world's maple syrup supply as of 2011 the FPAQ accounts for 94% of Canada's maple syrup supply. Wow. And 77% of the world's supply. They got it in the bag. I yeah, mean, man. like, this is a I mean, you got to imagine. It's I classic mean, market it's, cornering. Yeah, like, how you know much what I mean? Though, but, like, the world, though, like, how much of that maple syrup production is, like, in North America alone? Like, are I people could in, imagine are that people the in other, Russia really drink, like, no, eating? That's what, well, I mean, may, I sell, mean maybe, but well, I could imagine the other 23% comes from the United States or the United States yeah. and Europe, something yeah. like that. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll get into just where they sell some, some of the syrup in a little bit. But essentially, the, the FPAQ controlled the supply, therefore, they control the price. Yep. So the FBAQ does what any other good cartel does and set up rules and quotas. In 2004, they set up a quota for the syrup producers. The producers send a fixed amount of syrup to the FBAQ, who does a series of quality control tests. Some of the syrup is sold almost immediately, while the rest is stored in warehouses all across Quebec in what is officially called the International Strategic Reserve, otherwise known as the Global Strategic Maple Syrup Reserve. Once the syrup is sold, then and only then are the producers paid for the syrup. It is also worth noting that the FPAQ keeps a fifty-four dollar per barrel, uh, keeps fifty-four dollars per barrel that's sold as a tax for their services. Yeah, so think that's about a lot. So, I mean, how much does the barrel go for? Eighteen hundred dollars <laughs> a barrel potentially. Eighteen hundred dollars per barrel. Yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get more but into the so, figures. But so the problem though, the problem though with it though uh, that they said is a lot of people have um, a lot of producers have their um, syrup in this reserve, and you can't like Tim said, you can't make money. On that until that is actually sold, sold. so Wait, people it, have. Does pe- it go into one giant bank or is it like? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yep. like, yep. like this and is- then and then it's distributed randomly. Like, so how do you tell when your syrup gets sold? They'll, they'll they, they have you, labels and yeah, markers on it. Yeah. yeah, they'll let you know. Like they they'll let you know, but I you could have, you could have money sitting in there for years. My first uh, my first thought of this reserve was just a giant well of maple syrup. That would no, be it's, no, because it's all different. Because there's apparently like three or four different kinds of maple syrup. Like there's like a I light, go into a, it. a light. Oh, you get I into it. I go into it. Okay. it. Okay. <laughs> I right. went fucking deep in this, boys. I didn't think that you'd touch on that. I didn't think that you would get into. I do the the different types. Oh, he goes there, but I, I, I imagine like the quality control though for the syrup. It's just like some guy sitting there goes, mm, "This syrup is definitely syrup," <laughs> except it's in, in French. 
This made my crepes better. Oh, this syrup is definitely syrup. Oh, you're not goopy enough. Um, you're not goopy. You're making my, so, my crepes you're so soggy. You're so viscous. <laughs> oh. I, yeah. was gonna, I was gonna make a sex joke But viscous that, that is, fucking takes the cake Viscous is fine in a regular accent But in a really bad French accent It just makes it like It's on the level of moist We can thank Pepe Le Pew for really turning the French person Into a predator, a sexual predator Absolute for horn yeah, dog Holy shit dude, <laughs> oh, that yeah. guy was a cheese ball Cheese ball, he was a fucking predator He was a fucking sexual criminal Yeah dude, he just he stank up places in the pursuit of stank. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Ew. Now, there are a couple different locations that serve as storage facilities for the FPAQ, but the one that matters for this story is the warehouse located in the quiet town of Lorieville in the heartland of Quebec. Now, the warehouse in Quebec on any given day could be holding upwards of 7.5 million gallons in the barrels that are stacked on top of each other 20 feet high, floor to ceiling. A barrel of maple syrup is valued at $1,800, about 30 times the price of oil. Dude, they have Mad Max levels of maple syrup. Like they their whole their whole thinking behind this is like somebody from there saw Mad Max said, "Holy shit, this could happen with maple yeah, syrup." Screw Watertown, screw Gastown. We got maple syrup town. We got we need yeah. we made Maple Town to be the the hub. But really, like I mean, that's just that's just this Quebecian thinking. Now, and it's also important to remember we're not talking about all of Canada. We're just, just talking Quebec. about the province of Canada. So you have like. I don't. I think the other ones like New Brunswick and and the other New I, Brunswick is in Ottawa, which we oh, will well. discuss later because that that fact is also important in okay. the story. Yeah, yeah. But like you said, this was in a quiet town, right? So yeah. this warehouse has to stick out like a sore thumb. Like yes, you, you just yes. have to know what it is. Like if you could yeah. speak French Canadian, like then, to yeah, me, like I almost like, like I'm gonna get a little nerdy here. Like I I thought it would be something where it's like the hidden gem in this small town, right? Where it's like underground, like this warehouse and like, no, no, it's just a, quaint it's just a little house. It's just a warehouse. Like, like, I kind of like it. Like you guys don't know, but like in world of Warcraft, there's this dungeon called dead mines and you have to find it. And it's all it is. It's like, there's like this little entrance and like this little house in this town. And then you go down and there's this huge cavern where all these people were doing all this illegal shit. And like, that's what I thought. Like that, that, that's when I think I'm projecting what I think would be really cool for the story. But it is really funny though, too, that, in this quaint little town, there is this massively, this if, massive maple syrup. If Canadians were like, more like, like the Amer- if Canadians were more like Americans, then uh, that could technically be possible. But this is much more Canadian, and that they're proud of this. So it's like, oh, oh yeah, okay, we right, have this, we have the reserve, and you know, it's in the town, and everybody just works there. You know, we uh, just uh, we all just, you know, she works the front gate, and I just work in the kitchen. But like, you know, everybody, but people really don't give a shit. But like, people are like, oh, but it's our maple syrup reserve. Like, this is this is the pride, uh, this, the pride of Lori. Look, because it's worth more than, and that's the thing. Everybody goes around. It's like, well, it's worth more than crude oil per barrel. Or, you know, it's like, look at all this money we have in this warehouse. It, I work in the. I work in the kitchen. They really I, I, pancakes for breakfast, pancakes for bre- uh, for lunch, pancakes for dinner. They refer to Quebec as the Saudi Arabia of maple syrup. That's yeah. such a badass title. Yep. Now each barrel in the in the warehouse is labeled with the percentage of sugar in the syrup and the grades of uh of and the grades of color ranging from extra light, light, medium, amber, or dark. Both of which are very important in the syrup distribution process. The sugar is important because when syrup is tapped from the tree, it is only 2 to 4% uh, sugar content. But when boiled, that sugar concentrates. If the sugar content is below 64%, 
then it is unstable. But it, uh, but if it's above <laughs> 69, <laughs> nice. Nice, um, nice, nice, nice. It is some other bullshit like taffy or butter. So in order to be syrup, the sugar concentration must be 66%. And in total, the inventory of this warehouse holds an estimated value of approximately $185 million. Yep, yep. It's unstable. Get that shit out of here. It's not safe. <laughs> oh, get the fuck out. It's going to blow. It, yeah, yeah, this we have to fall. The maple syrup is out. It's going to blow. This is Canadian Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs> the sugar levels are too high. Wait, Throw t- water wait, on wait, this reactor core. So, so, Tim, what's the uh, unstable level? 69. <laughs> nice. nice. Se- 70%, uh, 70% sugar. Not good. Not great. Not great. <laughs> Nice, <laughs> not, not not good, but not maple. Is <laughs> there can't be uh, there can't be syrup on the ground because the syrup preserve <laughs> doesn't explode. <laughs> now, with every regulation of a major good, comes with negative consequences. So, with the creation of the Federation of Quebec Maple Syrup Producers, that led to the maple syrup black market. Of course. Yeah. Dude, like any good industry, there's got to be a black market. Come on. Come on. To avoid the stranglehold of the FPAQ, maple syrup producers sell their harvest to maple syrup pirates, who then smuggle unmarked barrels of brown gold in and out of the Quebec province so that people can enjoy (laughs) sugary goodness without the interference of the FPAQ. Black market sellers then sell the maple syrup to people outside of Quebec and sometimes in the United States. And keep in mind, the regulations only apply to syrup producers in the province of Quebec. So once you cross province lines, say to towns like New Brunswick and Ottawa, you are free from the rules of the Federation, but not completely. Yeah. So Maple Syrup Pirate has to be the coolest job title in the world. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like, no, without a doubt. Not only is there a Maple Syrup Pirate, my dear, my dear brother Matthew, in the documentary on Netflix, Dirty Money, the episode about the great Canadian Maple Syrup Heist, there's a Maple Syrup Lawyer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I did actually see that. Is the, so they have their own economy and like ecosystem. It, it just it it's fully thrives on its own. Yeah, man. Yeah. It, it's actually. Um, My name is uh Jan Jan uh Jan Michael, and I'm uh I'm practicing maple syrup law. Dude, um, I would love to take the bar in maple syrup law. It would be like it's more like Valerie uh and T C P A Lafreniere. Well, keep in mind, Quebec is the only place where you can really practice maple syrup law because in the other province of Canada it's just a free market. Yeah. There's no there's no regulation. There's no regulation. So wait and I, I also would, honestly I would like see now I feel like you're gonna get people who are gonna come out of the blue and be like, Let's bring the Federation to other places as well. I I wouldn't be surprised if they already tried. Yeah. Yeah. It, the only other thing I loved more than the fact that there's a maple syrup lawyer, and you know, I've just because you see this in other countries that they kind of get dressed up, and it's almost like the United States might be the only one where the judge is the only person who gets dressed up. But the way that that Quebecian uh, prosecutor, prosecutor was dressed, oh, man, pimp status. yeah, man, he looked like he could be like you know fucking running a government yeah. in, in, in the 1700s, but... Um, I think they dress like uh, like the English barristers. I would say, yeah, a lot, of, but that's what I'm saying. In, in, in England and in other, like, Scandinavian countries, they all do kind of get dressed up in these weird garbs yeah. the way we just have our judges that do it, but some of them even still do, like, the, the powdered fucking, wigs. The powdered wigs. The powdered wig, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I imagine these people being, like, I mean, even, like, the, the maple syrup people themselves, like, I imagine them being all very fancy, but, like, 
super fucked up. Like, like really cutthroat. They're just all very passionate well, about maple so syrup, and it's hilarious. Earlier when I said that I would sprinkle in some details that I didn't have written, uh, I, I feel like it's important to note this. So, there have been brutal fights between pro-Federation and pro-Federation maple syrup producers and those who call it the side of freedom. Yeah. That they want a free market. Wow. So much so. So much so it's gotten so bitter between them that I forget when. I can't remember if I think it was like the early two thousands or so. Mm-hmm. Um three separate maple syrup sugar shacks, which is what they're that's where you that you produce yeah. uh maple syrup. It's almost like the love shack, but for candy. Um just as steamy, but, but, but not as horny. And sweet, not Come horny. On down to the sugar shack. Maple syrup, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um so um there were three separate former vice presidents of the Federation uh, that had their uh, harvests burned down. Their sugar shacks burned wow. down. Yeah, and it's a bad day when your sugar this, shack gets burned down. Oh no, there it, it got. Oh, it, it, it got bad. it got dirty. It got very dirty. Yeah. I was very impressed though, and I, I was the the one woman in the uh, Dirty Money documentary who is anti. Angela. Uh, yeah, who's like uh, Grenier, who's very anti um, Federation. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was very public about it. She was oh, very, yeah. but but then as like we saw, like she's always been public about it. So that's where I started to like get in my conspiracy mindset, where I started thinking, oh no, man, the Federation, they they support these black market economies because <laughs> they'll they'll make money off the top yeah. from it, but then they also make money from finding them randomly and stuff like that. So Angela is just a front. Angela is just a front to make them think that like they're fighting with each other, but they're not. They're just run by the same people. Angela is just a false flag operation. Yep. Where's my Alex Jones? <laughs> whoa, whoa! Is that is that Alex Jones in the in the in the studio now? Where'd John go? I was able to get out of Nevada. I barely made it out of those goddamn Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if Alex Jones stepped into maybe he is already in New York, but I feel like New York's so blue that he would just melt like. Now he's got to like walk. He's world. got to watch where he goes in New York. He's just got to stay like north of Albany. <laughs> like we're we're up here in Duchess County, <laughs> enemy territory. We're up here. We're up here in Oswego County, trying to get to the heartland of New York. It's like you're, just, you're, just, you're just angry that Donald we're liberating Trump. the people. <laughs> Don't be mad at me. I'm just trying to join Space Force. <laughs> <laughs> is, is this where the Space Force sign up is? I mean, he was wearing a Space Force shirt on John. Uh, no, no. Uh, what's his name? Rogan. Rogan. Yeah, Joe Shut Rogan. Up, yeah. Um, that sucks. I would wear a Space Dude, Force. Well, shirt. fucking Caitlin, uh, Kent State gun girl Caitlin Bennett has been to New York a few times. You mean the absolutely... you mean the girl that shitted herself? Oh, dude, she <laughs> shitted. Yo, that was hilarious. <laughs> Straight up shit in her pants. Yeah, someone someone was offering her toilet paper at a rally. <laughs> And they're like, you need this, you need this. And she's like, and she was trying to play it off. She's like, oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And he was like, because you shit yourself. (laughs) It was just like she was trying to be cool about it. And it was like, nah, you can't. One of my favorite tweets uh, about (laughs) Kent State gun girl, Caitlin Bennett. (laughs) One of my favorite tweets about her was um, someone goes, honestly, it's interesting that Caitlin Bennett wants to uh, uh, tell trans people how or like that they can't use the bathroom when clearly she doesn't either. (laughs) <laughs> and I yeah. fucking dude <laughs> it's like that meme it's like that meme where Spongebob kind of just astral projects dude that fucking sent me to a new life yeah let's, uh, let's start a movement hashtag diapers for Kent State gun girl Caitlin Bennett dude honestly get it trying to what do you di- mean dude it's already happened man she's diapers being for Bennett. pelted with Di- diapers diapers and toil- for Bennett and toilet paper 
Now, the warehouse in Lorieville is quite literally a gold mine of maple syrup, or as I said earlier, and how it's sometimes referred to as brown gold. Before we started People recording, just need to stop. I mean, okay, oil works with black gold. And after That's kind ta- of cool. Uh, after talking about. Kent State gun girl shitting herself. <laughs> brown gold has yeah. all. That's the, yeah. she's oh, that God. her she's poop, rich in brown gold. Her, buddy. I was say her poop. Uh, that that's internet brown gold. <laughs> there, there. Oh, wait, hold on, Christ. Hon, there will be brown, brown blood. There will be brown gold blood. <laughs> <laughs> if if you're having brown gold blood, is the blood gold brown or is it brown? P. gold? P. T. Anderson, P. Like T. Anderson. Dress. We need a remake or a sequel of There Will Be Blood, and it needs to be based on the Canadian uh, maple syrup market. I drink your syrup. Yo, dead t- real talk though, way more exciting than whatever the fuck happened in There Will Be Blood is the Canadian <laughs> shit. Fucking for sure. Now, this wealth of syrup is exactly the kind of opportunity that our first character and our first very French name saw in this opportunity. Avic Caron. Oh, Avic Caron. Avic yeah. Caron. Yeah. Now, Avic and his wife were the co owners of the warehouse where the Federation kept their maple syrup reserve, and Avic knew just how much uh, syrup was contained in the facility, but more importantly, he knew how much it was worth. And with this insider knowledge of the facility, he knew the security measures that the facility had, which were practically non-existent. Wait, hold on. So did people not know how much the maple syrup was, like, well, was because, worth in there? Be- well, because he was a, like a co-owner of the, of the facility. So the Federation rented this warehouse and... Um, he 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 was able to really get insider knowledge. I was to say what happened. So what did the there's always the town, a like you're telling me nobody in the town was ever like no, hey like no they knew they knew how much all of this stuff worth. is worth no, no, a bunch no. of money yeah no no but the difference is is they all, but they didn't know that there how much security there was so yeah. nobody was going to have the balls to rob this place okay, unless, right. plus unless, no one would think to do this. That's the Not thing. A lot no of people one, would think to no do one this. would think to do this where the where the risk is worth the reward in this instance. Yeah, because like un, up until they got caught, the risk was very much worth the reward. Oh yeah. Now, so. with this insider knowledge, the the game was afoot. <laughs> the game was it twas it twas a foot it was a foot it twas the foot was there and it was twas it was a, <laughs> it was a boot the the foot was there and it was a. Shut up. I fucking hate it. <laughs> Shut up. Now, Avik then asked a truck driver by the name of, and I'm going to say this incorrectly, Sebastian Dutra, oh, to yeah. get him in Sebastian contact. Dutra. We could just call him Sebi. 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 <laughs> Sebi boy. To get him in contact with someone who was familiar with selling maple syrup on the black market. And along comes Rashad Valier. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rashad, Rashad. Richard, Richard Valier. Richard Valier. So, Sounds like a guy in Les Mis. He's he's probably he's the, <laughs> I know what you mean, Valier. <laughs> <laughs> Prisoner two four six oh one. All I stole was some maple syrup <laughs> to feed my family. Lay maple syrup. Um, Lay syrup. syrup. Folks. Lay maple, lay maple rob, lay maple rob. Wait, so what does lay mis mean? in... the miserable, the miserable. Okay, that's what I thought. Right, it was yeah. just so, just yeah, just put the miserable syrup, lay miserable syrup. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, so Richard Valier is a he's he's probably the keyest to the figures, or at least the way the government considered him. Yeah, he has the most experience. Um, yeah, dealing dealing syrup in the black market. Um, I talk about it later, but I'll, I'll mention it now. Uh, and I think it was like two thousand or two thousand two. Uh, there was another maple syrup theft that he was connected to, mm-hmm. and with no evidence, he was like, "Yeah, I plead guilty. Sorry about that." Yeah, 
and they find him like a million dollars. Fucking yeah. Canadians, dude. Yeah, they're too polite. They're, they're yeah. so kind. It's like, yeah, I guess you got me uh, to share. So, but uh, but what was I gonna yeah. say? Um, so this guy's like public enemy number one when it comes they, to when when they first like, heard about the theft. He's, he's the John Dillinger yeah. of uh, yeah. of the maple syrup underbelly. Yeah. Now, along with Richard Valier the two began to devise their plan to steal Canada's most popular export that isn't Justin Bieber, Celine Dion. What? Just just for the record, John just pulled out a beer that says Sweet Baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like the audience that, has to know that, about that. That absolutely rips. And it's a peanut butter porter, so this That's is my, my and God. this is my intro into the yeah, uh, we're peanut getting, butter we're, underworld. All right, we're coming for you. <laughs> we're gonna be getting some Jesus. brown gold here shortly. <laughs> Holy shit. So John, John and uh, gun girl Caitlin Bennett are going to have something in common very shortly. <laughs> so, with their fellow perpetrators, the two would take barrels of syrup down from the massive stacks using their own forklifts, transport them to a nearby sugar shack, and siphon out, uh, siphon out the syrup from the barrels, much like one does with gasoline from a semi-truck. Um, and they would siphon them into their own unmarked barrels. There's a lot of uh, uh, gasoline um, similarities here. It's quite, yeah. it's quite weird. Uh, but I, you know how like you siphon uh, uh, gas out of like a car. You have to like suck it and then spit into a bucket. Yeah. When I read siphon, I was like, no way. These guys are just like that's great. Sucking dude. You, get a, you get a little extra. Uh, you get a little extra um, little juice out of it, and you're making money. Oh hell yeah! Um, so after all the syrup was drained, they would then fill up the barrel with wa- back up with water and return it to the warehouse. Soon enough, the operation grew and more people joined in on the theft. And soon enough, they grew lazy and would siphon out the syrup inside the warehouse, sometimes even getting so lazy that they did not fill up the barrels back up with water, mm-hmm. leaving empty barrels strewn throughout the warehouse. Valier would then bring maple syrup to a man named Etan Saint-Pierre, who would then move the syrup to the U.S., Germany, and Japan. Now, it's also important to note here that Etan Saint-Pierre lived in New Brunswick, Ottawa, so outside the province of Can- of Quebec. I'm really just picturing, like, you guys remember Narco Season 1 when they're showing mm-hmm. all of uh, Pablo Escobar's... Um, like his network? Um, yeah, his network really growing, like all yeah. the different players who were like, you know, and they're flying all this coke into America and all this stuff. Right. I just, someone needs to do the montage for this because this would be badass. Like, yeah. like I don't know, get like a like a Guy Ritchie style like montage for like this or something. I don't know. Well, is cocaine worth as much as this stuff? Well, you I'd, have, I'd have okay. to really look that up. But, yeah, you, you, but, you would just have to compare relative. To, like, I mean, the but, I, don't, I don't think the... The, the quantity is going to be the same. The, but to same, your right? point, like, this guy is definitely the Luis Guzman character of this whole operation. Yeah, if you're exactly. trying to go back yeah. to a Narcos yeah. uh, similarity, like he was the guy, he's the guy you No, he's like felt. the tiger or whatever. The, he, he was the. No, nah, yeah. no, nah, but I'm not. I mean, um, maybe uh, Richard is more like. Um, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Pablo. But. Uh, uh, N.T. St. Pierre, this guy is the one that you, like, feel bad for in the end. Or, no, he's the guy who started the whole operation, like, or, uh, like, cocaine out. The roach. Yeah, no, the, the cockroach. No, yeah, Don yeah, St. Pierre was merely the, the uh, he, he was what we would call the maple syrup pirate. Yeah, but he, he was the runner. He but, was the but, runner. But yeah. he, he did it. He still did things a little bit more legally than everybody else. And he got a the, little bit. He got the least amount of jail time, like, or no jail time. He actually just got two years of home, uh, yeah. Uh, when all was said and done, but... Um. Yeah. Now, it was in the fall of 2012 that things turned sour for our syrup thieves. The time came around for the Federation to perform their annual inventory check of the Strategic Global Reserve. 
an inspector by the name of Michel Gavrol began to check the barrels as he does every year. One particular, one particular barrel that needed inspecting was at the top of the stack, so Michel climbed on top of the barrel, on top of a barrel on the ground. And in this moment, something happens. Something happened to Michel that has never happened before. One of the barrels began to teeter underneath him, and it almost gave out, which is highly unusual, considering that when full, a barrel of maple syrup weighs nearly six hundred pounds. Whoa. Yeah, that's heavy. Big boy, dump, dummy thick barrels of maple syrup. When they opened up the barrel, they were shocked to find that the inside was not full of sweet and delicious maple syrup, but rather disgusting, repulsive, and plain water. Well, hold on. What do they got about water? All right. That was just, my, just that, honestly, that was my own bias thrown in there. Oh, okay. I was like, well, okay, yeah, yeah, we get it. You, you deal in brown well, gold. Tim's just thinking about that one time. About he's, clear gold, transparent gold. Water. Yeah. The ocean. Boom. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. You know, the thing you need to live? Yeah. Never heard of it. Never. Well, that's true, Tim. I mean, we, you just had your first bottle of water in uh, the Amelia Earhart episode, so. That is true. And I didn't even buy it. That was gifted to me. By <laughs> how did it feel? <laughs> um, I how, how did it feel? I think we need to get a reaction stream for Tim. Uh, uh, first reaction to water. I would say... Having that first sip of water in probably five days, um, <laughs> it felt like, um, you know, when you bust after not busting for a while. No, hold on, you're 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 doing the completely wrong analogy. It's like SpongeBob in that episode where he goes to see Sandy. Oh, I thought you were gonna say it's SpongeBob when he finally busts after not busting. Yeah, I don't, I don't. You didn't I'm see not, that I'm episode of SpongeBob? Of, not a fan of SpongeBob fanfic. Um, holy shit! We, oh my god. I think we should do a um, we should do a uh, episode that is uh, a particularly terrible Jimmy Neutron fanfic, and holy shit, Tim, have you already have you already read this Jimmy multiple Neutron? times? Jesus. It's fucking hilarious. You read the same one multiple times. Well, it, it it gets brought up at parties, and then we do a table read of it. Oh Jesus, it's fucking hilarious. Who's we and why? Uh, we is my friends from Improv. So oh there God. you go. Improv kids are disgusting. Improv Apparently. kids are improv kids are just theater kids who don't like to learn lines. Well, because like I don't I don't understand how Jimmy Neutron fanfic even comes to the mind naturally. I mean, like I like I don't want to kink shame anybody, but like it, it that's definitely um, uh, one I just don't understand. They thought that this was merely a one time mistake, but as soon as they began to take the cover off of more and more barrels, they began to fear the worst. Soon, cops and investigators began to delve deep into the evidence left at the warehouse, including rings of rust at, uh, left at the bottom of some barrels. Yeah, they realized the extent of it because at first they were only looking for empty barrels, and then all of a sudden they realized that, like, wait, what the what what what's all these rusty barrels? Like, they're like syrup doesn't rust. They're like syrup doesn't sweat, so it doesn't create any sort of condensation. Um, and why so why are these rusty? And they open them up, and all these barrels were filled with water. That's super interesting. But, like, was their initial reaction that they were getting scammed by they thought the that maple syrup farmers? Or? I, I, th I think they knew because, I mean, it it needs to initially come. I mean, I wouldn't say scam. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it needs to be it, uh, it tested. It needs to be tested and yeah, all that. So, right. yeah, unless, so they're lo unless this guy is fucking, like, scooping up water and being like, yo, that's nah, some whack-ass syrup. I, I think they realized people were breaking in and yeah. stealing. Now, that's not the only piece of evidence left at the warehouse. They also noticed that some of the barrels had scratches and marks on the side, and this was unusual because the lifts, the lifts that the Federation used were specifically designed not to leave marks on the barrels. 
This raised some red flags, and investigators began to track down rental companies that used the specific kind of forklift used in the heist. This brings investigators to Sebastian Dutrois, who, if you remember, was the truck driver that connected Caron to Valier. Mm -hmm. That is exactly the kind of connection that the police needed. Yep. Now, in the end, Caron and Valier stole 3,000 tons worth of maple syrup. Holy shit. Valued at an estimated grand total of 18 million dollars yeah and i'm pretty sure our boy sebi here folded like done laundry you know what i oh, mean like so it's actually funny that you say that because when you first meet sebi in the dock um he's like i had no idea what, what they were doing but yeah. then they cut to the security footage taken from his interview and he was like yeah i connected them too and it didn't take me long before i put two and two together he's like what they were doing he was like was no like, you fucking rat he's like yeah, he asked he, he came to me and said i have syrup for you and he i said sure and then he said where do you want where can you bring it somewhere for me and i said sure i did not realize that this was federation syrup you know uh this was dirty syrup but like either way he was still like he he knew it was fucking federation yeah. syrup yeah. He knew it was. I, he knew if it was government cheese. I think we need to. I think we need a remake of uh, Blood Diamond uh, yeah. with blood syrup. Yeah, dude. Way probably way more valuable. Tbh, dude. Imagine uncut gems. Imagine uncut gems, but it's uh, Adam Sandler going. No, <laughs> <laughs> uncut, uncut trees. <laughs> uh, well, that's another thing. Hold on. Fucking I just had a brain blast moment. They um, uh, when before the Federation started, uh, some maple syrup producers were like. Fuck it. Let's just start cutting down the trees and selling the the timber. Yeah. Because oh yeah. What was that about? I didn't quite understand that. All so of us, they it was just because, started packing it in. Well, it was because they were experiencing like a long string of low harvests. Okay. So they were running out of syrup to oh, sell. So the wood was more. Well, they thought um, the wood was more valuable than the syrup inside. Than the syrup inside. Okay. Yeah. Were, were people, so so one industry completely um outbid the other industry. Did Did you have any data for like uh, prior to the Federation? If uh, if like. Like um, the maple syrup was like undervalued, or like well, they so were selling so it for, what, for less. What they all, what the 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 propaganda that the Federation pushes at least is that um, prior to their existence, um, all these small maple syrup producers um, all would just be in competition with each other, yeah. and um, ultimately, be, because of all this competition, what all these independent people had to do was sell syrup for cheaper than what their competition was but instead what they all did was they're like no if we just band together we like we'll set we the price set the price we in. determine the price and, and it, we will then make fuck ton more money and mm-hmm. like literally when they showed you in this documentary like an info bar graph of how much profit or like what they're like how much the value of syrup went up over since the 60s today it all of a sudden it was just like or they showed you like the 50s too it was like nothing 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 whip 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 like way like it just a decade after decade yeah. it just took leaps and bounds it, so i didn't know that big syrup was a problem oh dude oh they, it is like it's it's comical to refer to it as a cartel but they literally do run themselves in the same cartel style way of like like they are bullies and they are like highly profitable but people but they it, unlike actual cartels so benefit you, from the fact that they're not dealing drugs which people are being like oh my god i can't believe it it's fucking syrup nobody cares say, we're, uh, yeah nobody we, gives here a we shit are trying trying to fight big pharma and nobody cares uh, about big syrup yeah but the big thing maple. is they treat it like drugs they they hands down 
treat like there's one I think there, there they was one do person. get a little like they do get a little well, like self like indulged in this where they yeah. do where they're like oh, this is our syrup well as we get into the um yeah. as we get into the uh the sentencing that I, John you touched upon uh briefly earlier when we get into that we'll kind of walk through uh, I guess we can kind of walk through how similar it is to actually like taking marijuana across state lines in the states oh yeah no they very serious yeah Okay. Avi Caron was sentenced to six years in jail and forced to pay a fine of $1.7 million. Richard Valier was sentenced to eight years in jail and was forced to pay $10 million in fines. Yeah, dude, he got hit with the heaviest. Yeah. It's also fun to note here that Richard pleaded not guilty. I We talked about this earlier. Oh, no. It is also fun to note here that Richard pleaded not guilty because his, his claim, his argument, was that he said that someone held him at gunpoint and forced him to sell the syrup. <laughs> this guy was, that was his last defense. That was yeah. it. There was like, he's like, can I plead insanity? They're like, what do you do? That's so insane, man. You're like, you're super, super complacent looking guy. Like before his sentencing, you just see him like chatting it up with people. Like the guy's very casual. Um, but he's like, yeah, no, it's like, you're, you're getting fucked. Yeah. Like, you're going <laughs> to prison. <laughs> and I'm sure they also, um, were aware of his record in t- the early two thousands of pleading guilty to the theft before. Yeah. So, this guy doesn't exactly have a sparkling track record. Yeah, they were like, oh, apparently, they were like, as we investigate this, apparently there are people with prior history in this exact crime. Like, Your Honor, this is not in my character to do something like this. This was not me. Sir, you literally stole you, you maple literally syrup before stole as well. syrup. It's like that fucking Goofy meme where it's like, uh, Goofy, you, uh, you were, uh, you're accused of, uh, like, killing, like, 13 kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'll do it again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I like guess, no, I, Goofy, I, you're you're stop. <laughs> I guess stealing maple syrup is like killing kids, but <laughs> honestly, to the to the Canadian <laughs> to the Canadian producers, I'd agree. I wonder how much diabetes this caused in uh, early onset truth. children. You know what I mean? So I, I can yeah. see it. I, I can... mean, Valier was not the only person with a uh... assist count as points as well. <laughs> <laughs> in the real world, they do. Yeah. Wow. Um, now Valier was not the only person. Um, with a, uh, let's call it less than crystal clear track record. Um, Caron also had a not good track record. He stole syrup as well? No, he, no, uh, no. this was actually his first uh, endeavor into the maple syrup black market category. Um, he, was, he just has connections to the Canadian mafia. And okay, so now, oh, now that means who's that the that? mafia's in on this. But who's that? But like, is that, are they Italian? Are they French? They're Canadian guy. That's fucking obscure. Um, That's vague. Well, a lot of the um, some of the subjects who were interviewed for the uh, the Netflix doc, they were like, "Yeah, if you looked into Colin, you would not want to do business with him because this guy had links." Well, that was yeah, that was one thing I saw. Somebody said um, the people that got involved with Avic and all the other people were like, "Yeah, you didn't do your your research before yeah. you got into business with these guys, so you you really got into business with cutthroats." Yeah. Now the third ter- person to be sentenced was Etan Saint Pierre. The, the seller, the, the maple syrup pirate. He was sentenced to two years home imprisonment and fined $1.03 million. Wait, wait, so you said, so there was three people in this, right? A little bit more. So there were three, so uh, Caron and Valier are the two ringleaders. Yeah, they got then there the, was the truck dri- Then there was the truck driver, Sebi. Sebi. Sebi, and then there was the guy in Ottawa, Etienne. Okay, Etienne so there's four, right? Yeah, and then you four. said they made $18 million Eighteen each. million. Yep. No, so $18 then- million dollars total. They stole a total of $18 million. $18 million dollars total. Yeah. So 18 divided by four would be like, you know, like a little bit more than like like $4 million yeah. each, right? Yep. So some of these people who are being fined, like, I mean, now it probably wasn't split evenly, right? But like, probably not. 
But I mean, somebody probably knew how much it was actually worth more than everybody else. So there was probably. Because I just think like some of these fines are a little low for some some people that were in it. Like, but I mean, obviously not for like like who the 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 one guy got ten million. Let's put. I was gonna say there is definitely definitely there is enough of a difference between the different sentencings that you would lead you to believe, and this is what I was like kind of getting at before that some people were much more involved, involved, guilty, nefarious, this, that, the other thing than um. Uh, other people and um and with that i think we have to end the show because we're a nuclear fallout from the siren <laughs> yeah uh, sorry people that's <laughs> the federation uh, caught wind of what we're talking yeah, about they're hunting us the canadians are doing a bombing right now they're yeah. connected to indian point indian point is actually a maple syrup reserve yeah dude honestly i'd believe it now remember etienne saint pierre was living in new brunswick in ottawa outside the jurisdiction of the federation but selling maple syrup that was produced in quebec without the federation's involvement is very illegal and so, um, so that's why he was, he was given just the house arrest. He was just given two years house imprisonment because they were like, mm, we kind of have to respect state rights. But they did also take away his entire uh, supply. Yeah, that's true. They they did. Fuck he him had his own hard. supply that he was going to. Oh, he had well, his yeah. own company. He yeah. just he he just took this like illegal syrup and put it in his bottles because he could. I hope he didn't have a family to support. Uh, he very much so did. Shit. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's mm-hmm. what happens when you when you play in when you play in dirty brown gold. That's what I'm saying. This guy was like French Canadian. <laughs> you, you get you get you get you get old. He was French Canadian grandpa, and you yeah. definitely feel bad for. Yeah, him. no, th- he looked like a very sweet man. He was wearing yeah. bucket hats. I'm sure all of these people are actually probably somewhat decent people. I would say, with the exception of Yukon and uh, uh, Richard Valier, yeah, they the, they the, look the, scummy. Okay, yeah, no, they oh, Richard Valier looks like a. <laughs> He 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 looks like he's been like cut Wait, up or something. So maybe for the old man, who was what was his name? Etienne Saint Pierre. Etienne Saint Pierre. Maybe this is this is the. I like comparing things to things that we already know, but this is the Canadian Breaking Bad. Almost. Mm, yeah, like, I mean, like, do we know what his family was going through? Did he really need the money? No, no, no. For all intents and purposes, he fu- he shot himself. Did he have an the- asshole he sh- friend he, who yeah. was offering to pay for something? So nah, he he shot himself in the foot. Yeah, um, and Theon did. But um, so this is Richard Valier. <laughs> yeah, it definitely looks like he would steal maple syrup. Yeah, this guy Agreed. this guy lives off of poutine and maple syrup. Yeah. Like, no joke. Yeah. He's got a fucking shit-eating grin, man. That's why, and he had it throughout the entire fucking trial, everything. Like, that guy, he didn't give a shit. Probably like, because Canadian prison is probably I'd, pretty yeah, easy. I'd do it again. It's like, great, I'm going to give free health care for the rest of the and, next 10 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, and a three-course meal every, uh, you know, three meals every day. Yeah, and he's like, when I break out, I'm going to steal more syrup. <laughs> and this is Etienne St. Pierre. Yeah, I'm telling you. That's French. A, that's a nice That's a nice old old man. French grandpa. Yep, look at him. That's his business. Yeah. SK Export yeah. Inc. All right. Oh, does he have that now? Is he he's back in business? No, I no, don't no. know if he's back no, in business. No, he's not back in business. Too. That's the that's the company that they pillaged. Uh, wait, so what year did this all happen in? Uh, they were early 2000s. Yeah, but I think they were. Oh no, they were caught, caught in, tw- in like 2012, 12, 2013, yeah. and sentenced in like 2014. I, I just for yep. some reason was picturing this happening in like the early 1900s. Yeah, it's uh, okay. So the Vanity Fair article, no, but it started in the '60s. This the the the, the French the, the Federation, the, the Federation, not not the not the yeah. Plot, I just I plot. thought maybe it happened like a couple years after they started. No. So I so in the Vanity, there's an excellent Vanity Fair article written about this. It's so fucking well written and it's so funny. It's really great. The guy um, the guy really gets on his like dies on his uh, uh, syrup pill. Yeah, and so as far as I can tell, he went and visited the reserve. He, he got a tour. Yeah, which. 
it, dude, if this if this episode gets so much traction, I oh, would take the trip up there to go to this. Tour. I, I want to go to the I want to go to the reserve. That. I would love to do that. So, um, apparently, or where was I going with this? Um, the Vanity Fair article. Oh, the Vanity Fair article. So this guy delved deep and even asked the member of the uh, of the FPAQ who like kind of manages the facility. <laughs> um, he's like, so have there been any spills? Yeah. And th- and they were like, what? And he was like. Yeah, something like the uh, the Great Molasses Spill that killed 21 people in yeah, Boston. Goes, oh, you know, this molasses spill in Boston Dude, that killed all these people. I, yeah. Maybe uh, we'll, does that happen? Maybe we'll delve into it on a future episode. <laughs> <laughs> did, did I do that? Um, Maybe we'll delve into it on a future episode, but I think it was like the early 1900s. Was that when that happened? I think so. <laughs> okay. There was, there was a... There was, that that's, a that's when that one happened. That guy's a fucking prick for bringing yeah, that up. Yeah, he's, he's like, we don't talk about that <laughs> so, in our industry. She's just like, her, she's like, that happened when there was fucking horses pulling them shits. Like, we have, like, big trucks. Like, we have major machinery. You fucking ass clown. Why would Dude, you ask me about that? I, it's molasses. <laughs> I fucking... I was so blown away by that question that I delved a little into um, the maple syrup spell. The Boston accident. The, the great, dude, the greatest cover-up we've ever known. It fucking ruined, like, <laughs> half the city. Are you kidding? It killed 21 what? people. She, but wait, that's did, did, half did of they Boston? they killed by the molasses? What's that? How'd they die? Via molasses. Oh, my that's God. That's miserable. Probably because it was hot as shit. Dude, I, is that one of the worst tra- tragedies in Boston history? I would say it's probably the, worse. That's a pro, that's like, definitely a higher body count than the Boston Massacre. I would say second to the Tea Party. How many people died in the Tea Party? None, but all that tea they lost. <laughs> <laughs> it was wor- it was like I, be- I bet you like one of those crates was worth one human. Financially, and, it was yeah. way more than the molasses and the humans combined. But nothing, but nothing the like molasses the molasses fights heist. back. Dude, if the molasses fought, molasses fought back. We fought. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> the molasses fought back. <laughs> I thought you were speaking French Canadian there I for a minute. You said, I thought you said if the molasses fight back, we fuck. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, that doesn't make any yeah, sense. Did you know molasses is an aphrodisiac? Oh, ew, that's disgusting. Disgusting. Gross. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> now, to close out our story, I know you may be wondering, was the maple syrup ever recovered? Well, mir- miraculously, some of it was. How? Using good old Canadian intuition and detective work there, buddy. They're like, no, this is definitely my syrup, pal. Hey, what are you doing? I'm saying, they're going back to the, what I was saying earlier. Mm, the syrup is, is, is syrup. Is syrup. The, but this ain't any syrup. This, this is, is my, my syrup. syrup. Yeah, so, some of the uh, uh, stolen barrels were found in New Brunswick, uh, Ottawa, and some were found in the forests of Vermont. Really? Yeah, go figure. Well, That's funny. I wonder if there's some buried out somewhere. This is like the this is the Goonies too. Well, holy shit, dude! If you could find it, you, you yeah, you'd be like, you two, would be rich off the fame, like from it, like in general. Fuck no! It's like eight, if it's eighteen hundred dollars. If you find more than five of those barrels, man, you're you're you found good money. But like, there's a good chance that like nobody people forgot about those barrels. So forgotten, uh, forgotten maple syrup barrels. Uh, it, is it the new Bitcoin? That's what I'm telling you, man. New we're Bitcoin? going into New York. We're going into Vermont. We're finding these barrels. We're finding some maple trees, and we're getting into this business. Listen, we've done our own homebrew beer. I feel like we are within perfectly capable, perfectly capable of making our own syrup. Yeah, man. 
and people don't give a shit about dude, maple syrup, so we're going to fucking, we're going to tap this market. It, dude, and if you go into the grocery store, man, and you find a bottle of, um, like, actual natural, Get at us, FDA. Yo, fucking- Yo, wait, how do we tell if it's from the, uh, the, the, the federal, the federal, uh, people? I'm sure they got stickers. Um, we, we found, we know who our experts are based yeah. off this documentary. We're going to hit them up. Yeah. Right. They should be getting out of prison any day now. Yeah. Nice. I mean, we could feature him on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Have him call in. Rashad Valier, get at us. Dude, I will fucking... Talk to our people. We'll Dude. talk to your people. I will ask this man so many questions about maple syrup. My head will spin. Yeah. yeah. It'd be great. And this is really, like, I was truly inspired by the Vanity Fair article because the the way this guy wrote about his introduction to maple syrup yeah. because he was just like... I was looking for maple syrup in the grocery store with my daughter, and I was like, the fuck are all these choices? And then he, like, Googled <laughs> some, he Googled it, and yeah. he realized <laughs> that there was that, a whole federation. Not only that, he realized just how expensive it was. Because, like, the, Yo, like, a, like a small, a small thing of maple syrup that is from Canada, from Quebec, is about 15 to $20. So that's why I might have to just one-up it a little more and try and find a way to exploit the ink industry because if you look at how much ink is worth per gram, per ounce, whatever the fuck you want to call it, oh boy. Oh I wonder boy. how much, uh, I wonder if the maple syrup is a hot commodity on the dark web or like the deep web. That'd be, you know, I'm pretty sure it has to it, be. I it, mean, it probably is pretty hot. Yeah. That'd be so sketchy though. I'd be like, yeah, maple syrup with hits of ecstasy. Yeah, great. Cool. Yeah, that's a whole new that's business. A, that's a way of taking whole new bre- business. breakfast to a different different level. Yeah. Yeah, bump that music. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tony the <laughs> Tiger. <laughs> Tony the Tiger is going to be high on ketamine. At the very least. They're great. <laughs> He's in a K-hole. Oh, man. Uh-oh. Yeah, a Chex Mix hole. Uh-huh. Well, uh-huh. <laughs> TikTok camera clap, yeah. <laughs> well, that wraps up our story, folks. What a way to end the episode! What a way yeah. to end our story, huh? Oh uh, yeah. No, but I really do like like these um these little underbellies, and it's funny like you know, when you think about one like this, like like I said, I'm gonna bring it back to, and I know you guys don't relate as much, but World of Warcraft, in <sighs> in part of it, there's this there's that's this a, like that's a big voyage no, check on no, that. No, Sorry, no, but there's this, there's this uh there's this like like creature in world of warcraft that you can skin and um you create like uh you create armor from it and but so so in like in like a couple of these servers these people have formed what's called the devil sore mafia mm-hmm. and the devil sore is like what you're farming and like what you're like you're skinning and they've created this huge mafia of like overpriced like they've done this it's so funny how the economies form in like these oh, yeah. stupid little games how like like well, it's they, like, they, it's like serfdoms it's serfdoms yeah, that's like and, what and it you is can't, and you can't leave so you're bound like so they're like they put these giant things out they're like they're like no like if you try to go and like 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 kill these things yourselves they'll go and kill you they completely overcharge for this piece of thing so it's like like kind of like what John was saying these exist in Every in in the fine details of everything we probably oh, yeah, know, yeah, right? Yeah. Like humans, humans are intrinsically or like inherently prone to capitalize at yes, every turn, yes. and <laughs> that's why I'm trying to. F- I want to find that great industry, man. You know what I mean? Like non the non obvious ones. You know, prescription drugs. Ugh, it's so boring. Belts. It's so obvious. Huge. But- 
Who put these holes in my belt? <laughs> what Dude, that that would be very interesting. But I'm not trying to get into leather. That's a little weird. I think food would yeah, be leather, cool. Leather's on the out. Yeah, you know what I mean? Or like, uh, who are the great mongers of the world? I, You know. Whoa. That one's easy. That one's French, too. Oh, oh wait. Do you, mean, do you mean... No, uh, edible, edible, grapes, edible, edible grapes. Okay, not, that's different. Yeah, not anything related to alcohol because that's boring as well. Yeah, drugs, yeah, alcohol, boring. Guns, boring. I, I'm, I want to get in like this, like maple syrup. Fucking exciting. What about like the underbelly of like, um, like custom tea websites. Yeah, maybe <laughs> like if 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 I'm trying to think of the if, most like, if like thing. if like Tivana like lost track of like crops and stuff, and people were trying to sell you like the really expensive Tivana, but no, that's or not like the pasta underbelly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like dude, you're not, but you're not getting creative enough, man. You got to think know. even yeah, more. Yeah. Like the maraschino cherry underbelly. Like, dude, I'm <laughs> telling you, the fucking <laughs> that's what I'm oh talking about. Grenadine. Well, no, yeah. But, yeah, but like I'm talking about like we're talking about. Shirley Temple pimps, I mean, like this, dude, we already this... have the Shirley Temple King. Who, who's what do you mean? Oh, it's like some nine-year-old out in Connecticut who uh, reviews Shirley Temples. Really? Yeah. What? I need to see this person. Dude, it, it's, it's like a little nine-year-old, and he's like, I mean, this he... one could use a little bit more soda. He'll have diabetes by sixteen, but that's, I mean, but that's, that's like, awesome though. Dude, no, no, that's dude, like review, that kid's bro. making fucking that is bank, review, bro. <laughs> he's making bank though, dude. He was just on um fucking Does he wear one a suit? bite. He's, oh, he was shut one up, really? Right. No, yeah. All right, you're gonna have to show this to me right. offline. But this is what I'm talking about, though. Like, that's brilliant. Like, why didn't I? We could have came up with that when we were five years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a kid who makes um on YouTube. He reviews like Hasbro toys, and he makes like that's like, he makes weird. like he makes like five million. Ryan's like, toy like, review. That's Ryan's a little weird. Yeah, Ryan's dude, toy he review. Makes millions of dollars a year. That, Frustrating. All right. That's and a, he's seven years old or something, something about like that. kids' toys. It's a little pedophilic. I think he he's get, a kid though. Dude, no, okay. Not forever. Okay, you know what? No, Maybe- John, he's he's like, he's a seven-year-old. Oh, oh he, he'll be for a while. John. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So long, he's, for he's, long enough. He's got this okay, market yeah, locked yeah, in yeah, right. for, for a good If you can time. guarantee yourself six seasons, five to six seasons, you're good. Maybe, oh, man, right. maybe we can, on a future episode, go into how insanely fucked up kids' YouTube is. Uh, Holy shit! Well, that it gets bad. Yes, you're right. And I, before we go too far down any tangents on the rest of this episode, um, that was something that blew me away. Uh, the the YouTube pedophile underground of like it's insane, where they'll put the timestamp in the comments, in the yeah. comments, and it's like when the girls are in semi-compromising positions yep. or the most you could find. It's just yeah. like... Well, and the, but then the, algor- the, the, the algorithm, algorithm knows what you're looking at and then tries to... Find more videos find for Find more it, videos yeah. that do... that. It, literally, it's not even like... It's not even like the algorithms... Br- like, that's how crazy Google's AI and their algorithms are is that it's not even like, oh, you're watching a video of a kid, so here's just like another video of a kid. It's like, oh, here's this other video of this kid that's doing another similar thing that is also putting them in compromising positions that, you know I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's and it, it, pro- it probably looks at the comments and it's like, oh, all the comments are similar to this one. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, with that, I mean, just subscribe to the Rabbit Hole YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we're going to still try and make our money somehow. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, eventually. But, yeah. uh, no, nah. <laughs> yeah, I guess YouTube maple syrup it's all synonymous for for fucked it's up. all the same it's all the same it's all the same corporate shrills yeah well guys thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of the rabbit hole i'm tim i'm john we'll see you next week i'm matt bye-bye stay woke bye-bye Woo.
kidnappings are done for China. That was a mystery too bad to tell. Cause down on Lake Glazer on a warm sunny day, everyone was enjoying happiness at a picnic day that day. You know, the two children, they wondered all, Bobby and his Conrad alone.